The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone is the senator from the great state of Rhode Island, Sheldon Whitehouse. Good morning, Senator. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So a lot happening this week, a lot happening in the last two weeks. I had to make a chart earlier and go through it with just the Trump legal cases the criminal cases right that i had to make a chart that's how many you have there are um which uh uh goes to the face of uh the fact that there is a lot going on um before we get to the benefits of the inflation reduction act i just want to get your reaction to the fact that there are a whole list of trump criminal legal inquiries happening like more than one grand jury is meeting currently um, to discuss potential criminal charges related to the former president, but yet he's the leader of the Republican Party, frontrunner for their nomination for president. What does it say about the state of the Republican Party right now that he still has a hold over them like this? Well, I think there's a um, an atmosphere of grievance and resentment that is part of what is uh, driving the narrative. And um, so... All of these uh, legal woes uh, that I consider to be well-deserved on his part, uh, he can cast as uh, victimhood, and that plays very well into the narrative. Never mind that he's allegedly a billionaire and is a former president of the United States and not necessarily the world's biggest victim. The narrative welcomes that kind of conversation, and he plays into it. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, one of the things that I've also been thinking about since yesterday, since I first saw the clip, um, is what Mitch McConnell (laughs) said. Um, He kind of admitted uh, that gerrymandering is a thing, um, if you really listen to what he's saying, because he talked about candidate quality um, in the upcoming midterm elections. And, you know, while the the base of the Republican Party is, um, you know, as you said, sort of leaning into grievance politics with our leader, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell is acknowledging that that's not really good for statewide races um, in trying to get the Senate majority. I mean, you are somebody who focuses a lot on money and politics, and I think it's important to sort of bring that into the conversation here because there are structural reasons why the Republicans, even going into the midterms, have a shot at either the majority of the House or, or the Senate. Um, because of some of these structural factors in the House, gerrymandering, but in the Senate, money, dark money. So can you can you talk about, you know, the fact that they are sort of outdoing uh, what the popular vote should allow them to do in terms of um, holding on to so much power in the Congress when they're not winning the popular vote? <laughs> Well, when when Mitch is referring to candidate problems, he's obviously thinking about Mehmet Oz, Mm -hmm. 
and J.D. Vance and Herschel Walker, all of whom are completely melting down under scrutiny. Um, this is their first go into politics. They really had no idea what they were getting into, and none of them are showing well at all. So uh, what they're going to have to do to overcome that is to barrage the Democrat candidates with enormous amounts of smear advertising, which they can do because they have enormous amounts of dark money from the big special interests who fund the Republican Party, primarily, I think, the fossil fuel mm-hmm. industry, which is why we got zero interest in any climate bill out of Republicans. So, you know, just just wait. I think you're going to see the biggest barrage of dirty, dark money advertising in American history in those states to try to make up for the fact and drown out the fact that these are not acceptable candidates. These are not uh, people who are going to succeed on their merits in an election. So you need the you need the barrage to uh, try to blow up the Democrat. What does the barrage look like so that voters at home who are listening know what to look for? They'll see the barrage coming because it comes in different forms. And and sometimes it's hard to recognize because because of the law um, and Citizens United, you know, they have really generic names. These organizations, there are two two clues. One clue is that the organization has a generic name and you've probably never heard of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not Coca-Cola. It's not Marathon Petroleum. It's not the League of Conservation Voters. It's some cooked up name like, you know, Rhode Islanders for peace and puppies and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And when you go to try to find out who it is, it's a mail drop someplace. It's a P.O. box. It's not a real organization. It's a front group. And uh, so that's your clue. If you don't know at the end of the ad who the group is, then that's probably dark money. And then um, it's also because it's anonymous, nobody's accountable for what is said. So it is smears. It's been called a tsunami of slime that's happened mm-hmm. since Citizens United. And uh, so the other big clue is that the ad is really negative and really slimy. Um, so you put those two things together and you get a slimy ad uh, with at the end a group you've never heard of saying, you know, they approve this message. And you can bet that's a, a big special interest behind that. It's so important for voters to understand that because I think sometimes you just see campaign ads and you think it's they're all the same. And unless you have the candidate say at the end, like this is paid for by my campaign, usually it'll it'll designate. Um, and like the senator just explained, if it's this random generic name, it's it's this dark money. <laughs> Identify it. You should just yell dark money at the screen every time you see the commercial um, like that. Um, unfortunately, you might be yelling at, at your TV a lot. Um, one of the other things um, I've been paying a lot of attention to headed into the midterm elections is the fact that you have election deniers, people who are perpetuating the big lie. Um, believe it. Keep repeating it. They're running for like secretary of state and governor um, and obviously other positions, um, Senate as well. I mean, how dangerous do you think that is in the long term when we're when we're on the precipice in terms of. American democracy right now, um, that those people may become elected representatives with power over elections. Yeah, I'm, it's obviously not a good sign. I mean, the best case scenario is that they're faking it mm-hmm. and that they're saying something that they know not to be true 
just because they want to appeal to a voter block that has been propagandized into believing that. Um, that's not <laughs> that's not a great set of facts, <laughs> but it's worse if they actually believe it, mm. because now you're dealing with people who are disconnected from reality and from truth in a very important way and now have the position and the motivation to interfere with the most fundamental tenet of American democracy, which is the count of the election at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, it's really a scary time. So the Democrats, meanwhile, um, have been governing, which is your job. So that's really good that you've been you you guys have been on that. Um, you've just got the Inflation Reduction Act signed. But that's on top of the infrastructure bill, which I think people forgot about because there's a lot happening all the time. There was like a whole war this year. I mean, like there's a lot going on um, in the world. Um, but Inflation Reduction Act on top of infrastructure and the American Rescue Plan. Can you tip yep. through some of the top lines for you when you go home and talk to your constituents this summer? What are you going to tell them um, about the benefits and the things that you've done in D.C. to help them? I think for the, the top line that I like to say is that uh, we took on the special interests and we won. And that's pretty easy to demonstrate because we took on the pharmaceutical industry and actually got something we've tried to get for 20 years, which is the ability of Medicare to negotiate and bring prices down for uh, Medicare recipients. And that's been a long battle. Well, we won it. And we've never, ever been able to pass a serious climate bill. There's been no serious climate legislation that ever passed Congress. And while there's a lot left to do after the Inflation Reduction Act, its climate measures are the biggest thing ever done and will measurably reduce emissions. And we had to beat the fossil fuel industry to get that done. Those are two groups that have had a death grip on Congress for a long time. But Democrats got together, we controlled the House, we could use reconciliation so we didn't need Republicans in the Senate, and we delivered and broke the grip of these two special interests. Is the one, is the one main difference between, you know, all the before times when you weren't able to break the death grip, the vice grip, um, you know, the last, there hasn't been this much climate action at all because of that death grip, is the reason why you were able to overcome it because you had a majority in the Senate? Or is there another factor that you contribute to nope. your success? No, that's the, that, that's the, only the reason. key. Yeah. It took 50 Democrats <laughs> getting together. And frankly, if we'd had 52, mm. uh, we would have been able to do a good deal more. Um, so in the election, when we're looking at these um, really bizarre candidates like Vance and uh, Herschel Walker and Oz, um, there's the chance that we pick up those seats, even perhaps others. Tim Ryan uh, is running really strong in Ohio. And so mm -hmm. if we can add seats, then there's even more that we can get done. And there's uh, more power in the caucus to loosen the grip of the special interests on Congress. I, like, I, I, I really like the way that you frame that message. Can you tell the other Democrats, that that's a very, very compelling message. <laughs> um, because I think the idea that it's not just go vote, it's vote um, for more Democrats because, and then you put in the reason. So that, I mean, yeah. again, I'm not an advocate. I'm, I'm a media person, but 
when you just said that it sounded even a little bit new uh, the way that you just framed that and that I think that was actually very persuasive as just a listener um, thank you Senator Sheldon Whitehouse for joining us this morning it was great to have you on it's always great to talk to you and, and thank you so much for joining thanks us thanks for having stay me stay safe have a you great too. day and weekend Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.